0: Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have on Heather. She is a business coach and a successful entrepreneur and business owner. She's going to talk about her past with addiction, uh, what it was like being a successful jewelry company owner, and basically her future career as a speaker and business coach, how to navigate female friendships the drama, negativity, uh, how to have boundaries. It's just a really impactful episode and she has a great story. She's just built herself up and it's inspiring for all women and men everywhere. So here is Heather.
1: My name is Heather Neshal Collard. I am a um, product business coach, formerly um, 22 years in the industry as a fashion jewelry designer. I'm a mom of six, and I live on the West
2: Coast with
1: my husband and four dogs and all of our kids.
2: Amazing. Four dogs. That must be really fun. It is fun. <laughs> so right now you are getting into the speaking business. You're trying to market yourself to, like, businesses, right?
1: Um, That's where I'm trying to find kind of a blend. My expertise mm-hmm. for 22 years is the business coaching, but I also feel that I have a – um. A strong message to share to kind of help women and men and kids overcome adversity and really step into their authentic um, calling who they were, you know, who they were made to be and who they feel their strongest self as. And so my goal is by sharing my story and some of the tools that I've learned along the way that it can help others.
2: So what made you want to decide to be a business coach and not more like a life coach or... I guess we can also say like spiritual life which what was it about business.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um when I left or I didn't I mean I I sold the rest of my company that I had founded um in 1999 just this year and um
2: mm-hmm.
1: I've been taking some time doing self-discovery and because my expertise is product development and um and getting it out, you know, into major stores and boutiques and online and in brick and mortars. Um, I felt that I could lean into that easily, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I'd also do want to start doing the mindset um life coaching as well on the side with speaking mm-hmm. so it's gonna be kind of a blend it'll be I'm definitely branding myself to be able to offer all all the things that I have expertise in
2: um. Mm-hmm. So what's like the hardest part of product development? Is there any part that you think is just super difficult and you really hate doing? If somebody wants to get into it, (laughs) what would you tell them right now?
1: That's an interesting question for me personally. It's sales because
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I always um, struggled with selling my, my jewelry that is, Mm -hmm. that became a global brand because I was so um, emotionally attached to it. So I always had Mm -hmm. to hire people to do it for me. Um, But otherwise, because I've done it for so long, to me, I live and breathe it. So it's really, it's an easy formula for me to develop a concept, turn it into a product, create it um, so that it's sellable
2: to the masses. Mm. So you'd say you're like a very creative person and your jewelry was like the outlet. That's why you probably have this kind of very strong attachment, like you can't like let it go. Could you say that? Yeah.
1: So... definitely the way it started was um, I have a learning disability and I graduated Mm -hmm. school with a 1.7. So um, F Uh, and I graduated when I was 16 Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: I um, was really uh, struggling emotionally, spiritually, um, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: all the things I was struggling in. And when I took a class at the university to study the metal arts, when I had the opportunity to turn the gas tanks on light the torches and melt the metal, it was Mm -hmm. the first time that I felt, I felt alive. Like it was a spiritual reaction. Um, and I was able to communicate my thoughts and my frustrations and my, um, all of it through my hands and be able to create my language into my jewelry. And I think that's one of the reasons why people were so attached to it. I had so many people tell me, I feel energy when I hold your pieces. I feel, it feels different. Yeah.
2: Oh my God. I love that. Did you ever do some kind of like past life regression, maybe in your spiritual journey that you found like a connection to jewelry and jewelry making?
1: No, I've never even heard of that. No.
2: Yeah. If you have like such a, strong connection to it and you really and people really feel it when they hold your jewelry it could be because in past lives you made jewelry and you were like a jewelry fanatic and it's it's actually something interesting to look into if you're ever interested you should do that yes that's incredible
1: no one's ever mentioned that to me I love it
2: yeah because like think about it if you have a lot of quirks in this life and you have a lot of things that you're like obsessed with and a lot of things that you hate, there's always a reason. It's not just, it's not random why you like certain things or don't like certain things. There's always a reason. So yeah, a lot of people when they are growing or doing shadow work, they look into reasons why they have a difficult relationship with a family member or they have a specific recurring situation with friends and there's always a reason why. And once they learn they're better equipped to navigate it that totally I could see that makes sense it makes sense yeah Yeah. so did that help you with your addiction as well to make the jewelry
1: no what helped me with my addiction overcoming my addiction was um, I ended up attempting um, unfortunately suicide while I was Mm -hmm. um, under the influence and I was hospitalized and evaluated Mm mm-hmm and the evaluation came back that there was nothing like um, diagnosable that I was facing. I um, I was just under tremendous amounts of stress. And at the time when I became um, um, overwhelmed with my addiction, I was running the company at the highest level. It was you know wow. multi million in, in revenue. I had a humongous team. I had three little babies. I was I I was stressed out to the max. And so I would well, no. literally come home. And put my kids to bed and then drink a bunch of wine in the cl- literally in the closet, <laughs> like just mm-hmm. to come down from all the professional career stress that I was under, and mm-hmm. it just got its claws claws into me and um so I admitted myself to rehab, and when I got in rehab, they made us really take a long hard look at ourselves in the mirror and see us for who we were in a way that I'd never looked at myself before, and so mm-hmm. when I got out of rehab I made the decision to really understand who I was what I wanted in life what I I mean down to like sounds so so cliche but like how do I want my eggs made I mean my mom always made my eggs or my you know my husband always made my eggs but what do I want like do I like them scrambled reminds me of runaway
2: bride yeah 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 all
1: the way down to like the basics and then I started to turn off all the news I started to turn off the radio anything that I felt like an inkling of a negative response to I was getting very attuned to Mm -hmm. and then I would remove it so I started Mm -hmm. um, eliminating my my the talks that I had with my family if there were certain ones that always triggered stress it was no longer allowed to be talked about and I started to eliminate friendships in my life that only brought me gossip and drama you know so I just I did a whole analyzation of my life and executed accordingly and it was a long process and it it became lonely you know I got very Mm -hmm. very alone but that was alone is when I could really hear myself like talk and roar and sing and dance and figure out who I was and by being able to do that I was able to eliminate triggers which is what I had I had triggers that were making me relapse So I really became in tune with who I was, which taught me that a lot of us just grow up as reactors to the life that we're in. And then we create these Mm -hmm. like these this armor to navigate through life. And it's maybe not a healthy armor or, you know, like you have to take it all off and start over.
2: Absolutely. I totally agree. And were there any like specific healing modalities that really helped you during the time?
1: I'm really strong in my faith, so I leaned okay. really hard into my spirituality um and I'm really intuitive so being and I'm very empathetic, so just being mm-hmm. in nature and just kind of listening to the stillness was really helpful.
2: what's your sign? I'm a leo <laughs> Leo I love Leo you're very strong. I, they are. They really are. You're very very I love that. So with being, so you basically have to really hit rock bottom to be able to kind of pick yourself up, right?
1: I felt like I did because then that was when, and my rock bottom was very dark. So that was yeah. when I I was so disgusted with myself that it was mm-hmm. the opportunity to then, evaluate everything that wasn't working
2: because I was in the, you know, in the throes of it. So everything that did work, do you think you're going to take that and like apply that to when you want to get into life coaching, maybe make like a specific program with steps of like what helped you? Is that the kind of message you want to go with?
1: I think so that when I'm, when I work with other women um, and men, that would be my goal is to you know hear their heart, hear where they're at, and then guide them to the the direction that you know that they really are in tune with, so that they can stand mm-hmm. really strong in their in who they are. Instead of, I think when we don't stand strong in who we are, we're weak, and when we're weak, yeah. we succumb to addictions and all these you know poor choices. And I think I've found the stronger and more authentic I've become, those right. weaknesses don't affect me anymore.
2: Do you think that's something that we get, like, being conditioned from our parents? I do. I do. Yeah. That's
1: That's been my biggest struggle is I am recognizing how my family raised me, and there are certain, like, idiosyncrasies mm-hmm. that I had um, subconsciously attached to my identity, and it some of those things are things that I absolutely do not like. And so I needed, I had to learn in my adult life that that's not the way I actually really want to operate in the world. Like say my father was a very angry man. So I grew up, mm-hmm. you know, um, aggressive and assertive right. and angry towards people in certain ways. And it, it wasn't until my adult life that I realized that actually isn't me. That was just a part yeah. of his identity. I, I, you know, had, taken on that I didn't need to. So I've learned to let it go. Um, So yeah, I think, I think that's a really big part of how we grow up is the conditioning from our family and our outside influences. And it takes, Mm -hmm. sometimes sometimes people, you know, they die without realizing that they could have,
2: you know, laid a lot of those things down and become their true selves. I know. And what about boundaries for you? What do they mean for you? And do you think addicts probably suffer the most with boundaries? Yeah. So my boundaries,
1: I I mean, I I could only go off of my experiences, but my boundaries were definitely violated in in different ways um, growing Mm up. And as a result, that was another thing I didn't learn until I was in my forties is that I didn't know how to, present myself to another woman or another man with boundaries or a professional setting or a personal setting with boundaries or a financial setting with boundaries. Mm. Like everything, everyone could easily talk over me. They, I was very, um, easily influenced because I didn't, my voice was never respected growing up. So it made, I was comfortable with people steamrolling me. And as I'm um. learning where my boundaries are and that it's okay i actually came out of the gate swinging pretty hard when i realized that boundaries were part of the problem, i came out with all the boundaries <laughs> i was right. really aggressive with it and and then once that settled down learning how to have boundaries with people and with you know um areas of your life mm-hmm. make you more successful mentally spiritually yeah. professional. i mean the whole thing the whole there's a whole shift i think But I think when we grow up, those things are compromised and people don't realize it. Mm.
2: So what would your best advice be to somebody who's dealing with, let's say, a toxic family uh, who don't know what boundaries mean? Like, what are your best tips for that? How to navigate it?
1: That's a great question. I think for me, it started with learning what my values and morals were, were, are, I didn't, mm-hmm. no one ever had a conversation with me about values and morals until I was 35 years old. And it was my boyfriend. He was like, what's your moral compass? I was like, huh, wow. what's a moral compass? And then I started to research it and I it, I realized that it's like your pillars. What do you stand for? Like what, what matters to you? And right. once, I be able, once I began to understand that that should be a very core part of who I am, I started to make sure that my um, conversations with my toxic family aligned with that. So if my, if someone in my family started to speak in a way that didn't align with my values, I began mm-hmm. shutting it down and it wasn't received well in the beginning, but it was right. my attempt to be, to become a whole person and happy in my life. And so I just kept consistent with shutting down the conversations and walking away from the situations. And soon enough, it trained them that that, is no longer welcome in my life. And it kind of just fell away. But I had to stay consistent and strong.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Strong is like the key word. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I ask that because that's something that I get, like a question I get recurringly from different clients or just like people that I meet through um, work. And a lot of people just, it's kind of, like, foreign, even with certain friends. Even if, like, friends are talking about, like, a date, I've been, like, telling people, you shouldn't really talk about this one date with your single girlfriends who are very negative and struggling and they Mm -hmm. think everybody is bad. If you're going to get advice or if you want to talk about the date, you absolutely have to. You probably would want to go to somebody who has been happily married and, been in consistent relationships it's like you have to also pick your audience exactly and
1: and by picking your audience i found it's easy to then find the people that align with your values Mm -hmm. and morals um i remember the last conversation that i left with a girlfriend and it was like about a year and a half ago we all went to happy hour and they Mm -hmm. were talking about cheating and they were talking about you know things just all these things that didn't align with who I was as a wife, a mother, right. a friend, a business owner, and I, you know, I was very respectfully. There wasn't, it wasn't. Um, There's was no friction or anything, but very re- respectfully, I was like, okay, I need to go, and I just got the bill and I paid and kissed everyone goodbye. But I left in the middle of the conversation. It was like, okay, I'm done. Wow. This is going a direction, you know. And I like that by doing it respectfully, it didn't cause a problem. It was just, you know, my time's up. My kids need me. I gotta go. Bye, you know. Removed myself.
2: You know, that's when those kids really come in handy. Because I feel like if I were to do that, <laughs> I would cause such a ruckus among people. And then it would just be... But, you know, that just shows that those people are probably not my people. If it's going right. to cause such a big, big, I don't know, whatever. But I like that. And I think that's a great message. Like, if you're not feeling comfortable and if you're not feeling safe, Virtually, just get up and leave. Like, why are you putting yourself in that mm-hmm. position? Yeah. Oh, have yeah. you dealt with, like, Your a pardon? lot of friend friend drama? Have you dealt with it before yeah. that? I mean,
1: growing up, yeah, mm-hmm. growing up I have. Um, And then in my adult life, yes, I um running a big company was lonely, so I didn't have a lot yeah. of um, time to invest in friends. But the friendships that I did have, some of them were, you know, just very drama-filled, very um just not not in alignment. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: before I went through my self-discovery, I literally thought that's just how it is. You know, these are the right. people I've met and this is how it is. Um I didn't realize that I actually get to pick and choose my surroundings to make sure it complements my core values. And once I learned that, everything shifted.
2: <laughs> right, and did you feel because you were so successful at that time that women were not exactly like listing you up, but kind of being like more passive aggressive with your success. Did you feel supported? Yeah,
1: yeah. No, there was, there was, that was the part of the issue that I um had was um women in my, that I was close with didn't understand mm-hmm. how I could be a working mom. So they would make you know comments that were, hurtful or you know like there was I, right. I guess it was the attempt to, to bring me down and then the other problem I struggled with is I didn't know who when people did try to become my friend it usually ended up turning out to be because they wanted some part of the success that I had created it wasn't because of me and who I was and that was hard to navigate
2: as well mm-hmm. um, so how navigate it now So how would you know now? Right? It's like Yeah. I'd like to know personally too. Hey. I don't
1: you know what that one's still been a little bit tricky for me. Um Mm -hmm. I'm slow I'm slower now to friendships. It's kinda like Mm -hmm. um and I yeah, that one I'm I'm slow to move on (laughs) for sure. (laughs) So
2: how many daughters do you have? Do you have daughters?
1: I have one little girl. She's six, and the rest of the kids are all boys, and they're older.
2: Oh so she's the God. youngest. <laughs>
1: that
2: is just so five brothers. So cute. Well, I, I want to say, <laughs> like, for <is> <laughs> her, like when she starts dating, right? Like that that's I know. Be rough. I'm sure you get that a lot. <laughs>
1: and she's so confident. One because it's important to me that she's confident, and same with her dad, but because she's always around her brothers that are rough out housing with her and, you know, looking after her. She's just, she's very well-rounded and very confident. It's cool. That's to witness.
2: so good. So what is, like, the biggest thing you want to teach her based on, like, what you basically went through as a kid and a teenage girl? Like, what's important for her to know?
1: Um, I think uh, definitely boundaries. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely being able to speak up, use your voice. Uh, in in professional, personal, you know, friendship, all the settings, um, to to arrive into a situation in con- like to know that she's in control no matter what. If it means walking away, if it means prevent, pre- you know, presenting it a big deal, she's never less than. Um, mm-hmm. and that was hard for me because growing my company was a male dominated dominated industry. Like when I was going to meetings, it was all men. I was the woman arriving. I had to learn how to shake like a man, you know? So I want wow. her to um, just be able to enter a room no matter who it is and, and be in control of her surroundings and her settings and not feel um, like anyone's like, she has the power to not let anyone take advantage of her.
2: Yeah. yeah
1: I love that. And and it just you know, really, truly, it sounds pl- cliche, but to go for her dreams. I mean, if she's, you know, got the wildest one we've ever heard of, then I'm going to be right behind her, cheering for, cheering her on. Like, um, I don't want to hold her back.
2: I love that. That's very important. Is your husband like a very strong alpha ca- character too? Like, is he very? Yeah. A he is. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I who asked. Am I? But I... You are, too. I, You know, the reason why yeah. I asked is because I read something that really alpha men can really only make boys or, like, have more boys. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's, well, like, look at <laughs> – Well, if you look at, like, Elon Musk and who else has, like, a lot of boys. Whatever. They say very alpha men become very super successful and have many boys. So I'm just – I'm curious yeah, if that's real. Yeah, I can see that. For
1: sure. that. Yeah. No, we have a, we have a really cool dynamic with all, all the kiddos and, and my husband. It's pretty neat
2: to, to be a part of it's loud. It's crazy. What What was his reaction when you said like, Oh, Hey, I want to like become a business coach and like go on this path. What did he say?
1: He's really supportive. He's watched me go through a lot of stress. Um, mhm. Running a business and a, and and creating my own um, jewelry brand was the biggest blessing. Like I don't have anything um, negative to say about it, but the reality of growing a big business and doing it mm-hmm. from scratch and and meeting all the demands is high stress. And so he was thrilled when I was ready to kind of step back and come home now and work from home, raise the babies, do a complete one eighty. Um, yeah. However, I do plan to now make what I'm starting now to become wildly successful. So I'm, but I, it'll be really cool to be able to do it at home, to be present in real time with the kiddos as I'm doing it.
2: Mm-hmm. I so agree. Super supportive. Yeah. I love that. We love a supportive partner. So what are your best stress reducing tips you can leave for the listener? Uh The one
1: that I just did this morning, because I, I woke up in the middle of the night stressed about a few things is I Mm -hmm. love to be lay in bed in the middle of the night. And this, I did this when I was um, recovering from my addiction and Mm -hmm. lay on my back with my palms, my palms up. So you're kind of, you know, open to the sky, you know, even though you're in your room and then just um, gratitude, you know, laying there with gratitude and Mm -hmm. manifesting like, like, you know, today is going to be an abundant day. Um, my
0: Beautiful. family is going
1: to be successful. My, my kids are going to be happy. I'm going to have a great day. And just um, letting my body soak in all that um, gratitude and the, the positive manifestation helps a- reduce the stress. And it helps mm-hmm. my body just kind of pivot, shift gears. And um, that's really helpful. And um, making sure I get out and walk every day at least for 45 minutes quickly like you know just put on great music
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and um walk for 45 minutes it's really good for my heart health but i've I've learned it's also very good for my mental health like if i skip a day or two i can feel that something's a little bit off and then um just i'm getting more and more into meditating and just putting on good music like you know healing music or um People's manifestations, you know, money manifestation, abundance Mm -hmm. manifestation, success, confidence, all those. Taking 20 minutes in the morning to just listen to that, those mantras and um, let it soak in. And then I did grow up with um, OCD. My dad has it very prominently and I have a little Mm -hmm. section of it. So I had to learn how to stop the looping in my brain. So if I got nervous about something and it started looping, I had to train myself to stop the loop and shift gears and focus on something else and that has always really helped with stress
2: as well I love it these are great tips thank you (laughs) thank you for sharing your story with me honestly you are really just like a testament to how somebody can like pick themselves up up and be super successful so I really appreciate you
1: Oh, you bet. Thank you. Thank you for having me um join you today. It means a lot to of me. Of
2: course. Do you wanna mm-hmm. you know tell everybody where to find you, your website, reach out to you, plug yourself away. Oh sure. Yeah.
1: Um my website is Heathernachelle dot com and that's with an N N A, HeatherNashel dot com. And um we are launching November first.
2: Perfect. Okay, Heather, thank you so much for coming on. Good luck with everything.
0: Back to Sherry in a second, but I just wanted to talk about my favorite vitamins by Mary Ruth's. I love to have the apricot, peach, and mango vitamin D gummies they are delicious and I know everybody has seen all these influencers getting these lymphatic drainage massages why not start with an amazing supplement in drop form the lymphatic drops are also awesome and I just got some new products that I'm going to try that I'm excited to um, you know implement into my diet And if you guys want a code, it's Mary Ruth. You just go to their website, Mary Ruth Organics. It's an amazing company. It's all vegan, all natural, delicious. Use code Mary Ruth at checkout for a discount.